Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> oh, I was going to read it out, but it's in Italian. We're at Helen's today. We get um, we get posh wine. Helen can read it out. She's one of the many languages Nerello, Helen speaks. Mascalesi, Gaganega, Vino Spumanti, Italia. Fizzy wine. It's pink fizzy wine. Real glasses. Listen to this, guys. Oh, that's beautiful. Only the best at Helen's. None of this cheap crap in my house. No. I can't do it. Hey! There you go. Right. That's what we do in this podcast. Oh, that's a good noise. We um, sit on a bed and drink wine. We're sitting on a bed and drinking wine because the classy ladies... It's probably a good moment to mention, actually, that we uh, we got some correspondence from uh, Hindu Man, the man who created... Hindu Man. The man who inadvertently created our tagline. Hindu Man. Hindu Man. Man. He made that exact joke. Oh. He made that. You've nicked his joke. His name is Dave Ridgway. Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. What's his name? His name is Dave Ridgway. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. And he says if we ever produce any Hindu merch, he wants a a cut of it. (laughs) Um, But he's given us another review and he gave us four stars. So I know. Thank you, Dave. And he's been chatting to us on Twitter, so he's ace. But thank you for inadvertently creating that uh, tagline, and we promise to try harder for you, (laughs) Yeah, to try harder to sound sound less like a Hindu. To be fair, this is the first episode for a while that we've had alcoholic drinks, isn't it? It is. I think so. We've been quite sensible. So, Dave, Mm -hmm. you you can see what effect... That, or we haven't yet. We we haven't been drinking in advance. Right. Yeah, yes. we so, often so are. Cheers. So cheers. cheers. Let's commence. So we are on the final of our episodes mm. for series two, and we're doing it. We're doing a double episode. Yes, we're doing um, all in one because, according to IMDb, this was sometimes shown as one single episode, sometimes shown as two episodes, uh, but confusingly with different names rather than the same name and part one and part two. How does it- that the first one, the first one was called Riding in Rollers, and then the second oh. one was The Black Virgin of Vladimir. Oh, because when I watched it on UK TV Play, they called them they both call the same it, They call yeah, it they Black se- Virgin of Vladimir Part One, and, and Black Virgin yeah, of Vladimir Part which is, Two, which is more apt, really, because I don't think Part One stands alone. Well, no. it doesn't stand alone. No, you'd feel very, you'd feel like. But now what's going to happen if yeah. you got? Oh, it was a good cliffhanger. It wasn't another bit. It was a good so cliffhanger. What was the first one called? The first one was called Riding in Rollers. And uh, it's by, we've got a bit of a dream team because mm. we have the return of Terry Hodgkinson and the return of the chap whose name we still can't pronounce <laughs> as the director, but Meggie. Francis Meggie or Meggie. But I we, still think it's May. Can we do intros? Um, oh, yes, let's do some intros. Because I need to do a disclaimer. Okay. okay, well, go on then, disclaimer. So, hi, I'm Helen. As you can probably hear, I've been having some voice issues the last few days, so I'm croaking away. So apologies, I don't know if this is a very pleasant noise to listen to I think you it's very nice sexy husky. Oh, you do well, you sound kind you sound very uh, Bonnie Tyler <laughs> that's very kind of you both but yes so less hello. Welsh hi Bonnie Tyler um, yes. and I'm M I just have my normal loud voice <laughs> I'm Paul. I have I've got a new lease of life this week because I've had a, issues with vertigo for like the past four weeks. I've been really ill, and then I got cured literally in about five minutes with a physio lying on me a bed and whipping my head backwards and forwards. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got conked on the head by something. But no, no, that would be very lovejoy. I said somebody <laughs> yeah. caught me on the back of the head with a candlestick. Yeah. And I no, better it's now. A thing called the Epley maneuver, which oh. involved repositioning me in an ear. Oh, well, that yeah. sounds very. Well, that's painful. It was horrible. But anyway, but you feel better now. I, I'm all right now. And, and you I'm, can drink. 
So there you go. Here's to, to not having that anymore. Uh, we've got quite an exciting start, really, to this episode, though, because obviously, as we say, this is a, a Terry a Terry double. And, That's um, what they're known as. A Terry Le double. double. Terry. <laughs> Le double de Terry. <laughs> double Terry. De Monsieur Terry. Um, and we got an email from Terry Hodgkinson today. And I have to say, I'm I'm a little bit starstruck now. Yes, I'm, I'm we all are. Really, we're really overexcited about this. I'm just going to read this. Thank uh, you, Terry. In full. Thank you so much, Terry, because this is very cool. Um, and it's got it's got spoilers in it as well, really. Oh so, yes, yeah. spoiler alert. Spoiler Come back alert. To this at the end, if you don't wish to know exactly what happened. So he says, he says, uh, dear Polly, when I was told that Linda Gray, Linda Gray, oh, she was, was going awesome. to, she was amazing, was going to star in uh, The Black Virgin of Vladimir and riding in rollers, I was both delighted and honoured. Uh, the only time I met Linda and Brian Blessed was when I was invited to have lunch with them on location in London. Because before starting to write for TV, I'd worked on loads of feature films as an assistant director. I never went on the set unless I was invited. From my experience, if the writer appeared, there was trouble with the script. Uh, and then, this is really interesting. We've, we've, we're going to probably have a chat about this later. He's written, I chose icons because I was introduced to an icon restorer while I was working on the Joseph Losey film, uh, The Romantic Englishwoman. In his studio, the restorer showed, my, showed me two identical Russian icons. He told me that one was worth many, many thousands of rubles while the other was a copy and worth a few hundred. He asked me to pick the real one, and naturally, despite studying painting at St. Martin's in the 60s, I chose the copy. Uh, Francis Maggie was an excellent director, and even watching the two episodes today, they still transport amaze and amuse, and they definitely do, he's right. Uh, Lovejoy was a great and unique series to work on. I still keep in touch with Ian. Um, thank you so, so much. Uh, it was such a lovely cool. insight. Yeah, like a behind-the-scenes special for us <laughs> when we started this i don't think we ever thought that anyone who had any kind of link to the tv series would listen Being to the least it bit interested or speak to us or anything so we're very honored yeah. and also I... we also really love this episode <laughs> <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite exciting i think a few people on twitter have said oh it's definitely in their top five yeah the, this the last one particularly i mean you need both of them but the last episode is full-on Full throttle love joy, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. And Terry's written how many other episodes? I wrote them down earlier, so I'm determined six to, to read them he's, out. He's written quite a lot. So he's written six. The Axeman Cometh and Bin Diving, which we've Literally discussed, already discussed. So you can go back and check them. Um, Ellen's getting PTSD over watching Bin Diving. <laughs> <laughs> bin juice. Mm, bin juice. But, but after, uh, after this one, we've still got Angel Trousers, which sounds amazing. Smoke Your Nose. Which is amazing. You that think, is such yeah, a good episode. It's such a good episode. I, I, I love the title. I it's did, just such, it's I such a I didn't write brilliant. down what series it's in, though, so do we have to wait till, like, series No, five? no, 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 no. I think it's in series three, isn't it, Smoke Your Nose? It's quite a... And then a really exciting one called The Napoleonic Commode. Which is also a good episode. Oh, they all sound great. And the titles alone are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I have to say, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's series three. Series three is my sort of peak oh, series. Oh, yes, I've you said love series before, three, don't you? It's my favourite series. And um, that episode, arguably, is is the most beautiful episode. Which one? Smoky, Smoky Nose. Nose. Honestly, 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 honestly. I wouldn't have guessed that from the title. Oh, no, it's a, I, th Nose. I thought you were going to say Angel Trousers, because that, that is a beautiful No, title. it's a... <laughs> It's a really, really brilliant, it's a brilliant episode. Oh, great. It really is, it's lovely. Well, we'll keep going, listener, you'll be delighted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> least we can't believe we're at the end of series two already. No. No, no. it's so, so exciting. We might have a little break afterwards, but not very long. Not, not a lot, not, 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 not a five-week five or whatever it is.
years hiatus. Yeah. Um, so, can I start? Can yeah. I just say, I mean, this is to do with the episode, but even before I started watching it, so I was watching it on UK TV Play. I was watching it on UK TV Play. Other viewing platforms are available. Um, but you know, it has a little like blurb about the mm. episode on there. And it said, like, just the general thing before we even got into the detail of the episode was, Absorbing drama with the denim-clad fox. <laughs> and I thought that's just so brilliant. I mean, I would say I've said leather-clad fox. Yeah, yeah I would say leather-clad because that sounds a bit more like. But to move into the episode proper, go on. Well, I mean, there's just two words to say, really, aren't there? Brian, bless it. <laughs> talked about doing that and it was you, so yeah. obvious what we wanted to I mean, I'm Brian Bless three words technically e- even when his name came up on the credits I was like oh, I'm Bri- I don't know this his name came up in the credits and me and Frank both went <laughs> I'm Brian Blessed oh, oh, so what was great though is it came up in the credits so I was super excited by the oh what role is he going to have he's going to be some part and then literally the first scene there he is, you're rewarded straight away. I know, he was right yeah. in. He had to come, oh, he had to come, come in straight amazing. away. It had that's, amazing. The, that's the first thing that I've written down. It had an amazing cast, though, because yeah. we, we commented... Did we, we commented a couple of episodes ago that they haven't quite these the sort of class of of um, like, cameo roles, yeah. you know, a, 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 of actors um, after because we had Celia Imri and that at the beginning of yeah. the series, and we had a couple, of, and you had him and you had Linda Gray. It was massive at the time it, yeah. because she was in Dallas. And she was very famous. Sue Ellen wasn't she? Sue Ellen in Dallas. She was. I think you're she right. Was brilliant in there. Yeah, she, she was. was she really was good. fabulous. Do you know what I I loved? She was. I loved her as a kind of love interest. Because she was just that bit older, you know. Yeah. She looked normal. She had little wrinkles around her eyes, yeah, lashy lines. She properly held her own as well. She I think fat. we'll get into it as we talk about it, but I thought as a character... That was wonderful. She was one of my favourite characters to date, I think. I really liked her. Maybe it's because it was over two episodes, there was enough time to round her out or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So where do we open? Well, I've written down amazing dress and hat combo from... Mrs. Lynch, brackets yep. Cass. And Cass. that's who Linda Gray plays. Cass. Yeah. Sandra Lynch, isn't it? Cassandra. Sandra Lynch. It was interesting to me that there was no Lady Jane in these episodes, mm. but you did have Cassandra driving the same car. She was yes. driving a green I Range Rover, which was very much the in thing. Bless Lady Jane, she was right in the beginning because she was there at the. There's an auction. Oh, yeah, she was. Was she? She was there like, immediately at the beginning and then she was gone. I feel like she would have been a distraction. <clears> I would have been confused if she'd been there as well. Yeah. I think I need. Lovejoy to just have one, one lady foil to... per, per story, basically. Yes, yeah, so they're in the grounds of, well, of Cassandra Lynch's home, having a charity auction. I thought it was very optimistic having an auction outdoors in England. <laughs> yeah. It was, really, wasn't At it? any time of year. Um, but very nice, very good. Raising money for, I mean, well, I wasn't entirely sure, like, for some kind of... But basically, so Cassandra Lynch's husband, Donald, has passed away... Lovejoy is the sort of twinkly-eyed guest auctioneer. Yeah. He says, I'll take any money except matrimony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was I just fun. want your money. Just... I'll take any money but matrimony. He butters everyone up. He was introduced in an interesting way. He was introduced as, as a Robin Hood figure. Or the yeah. Robin Hood, and I thought, actually, he does, because there's all that thing about yeah. giving people to the, the people who deserve it, the deserving, mm. and letting the deserving keep the antique. Yeah. He talks about that again and again yeah. and again. And I thought a that was a brilliant line. Foreshadowing for this Oh, yeah, um, for this as well. as well. Indeed. Well, this takes all of that and runs with it. Yeah. yeah. I thought the charity auction, I, I wondered, the whole thing was kind of a bit of a joke, wasn't it? You know, they had, like, 
wore leather riding boot. Oh yes, a lot. And, and so I think like, it's all a bit like, ah, you're, you've got loads of money. It's just an excuse for you to give your money. It's a tote. It's a bit, yeah. bit like. Yeah. Did I ever tell you? I was in a shop once in Elephant and Castle, and they had a years and years ago a two for one on shoes so I tried to buy two pairs and I, I said they're on two for one it was like no two shoes for one and I went and, and this woman was utterly insistent that's what it meant I was like but no one ever buys one, one shoe. shoe and we had this argument and it went on and on in the end I didn't buy any shoes because she was insistent that two for one meant you've got both shoes <laughs> it was really maybe, that, maybe that's how this person maybe that's how yeah, 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 that's what I'm surprised thinking. she didn't turn around to you and say well I'm Lovejoy they mm. sell one shoe at a time maybe, so. maybe she was maybe she was a fan who knows were they priced in guineas though uh, no. They what is a guinea? Is it a pound it's and a bit? Pound and a shilling. What's a shilling? Well, it's now ten p, isn't it? <laughs> I don't but they know. do some some things like you know horse races. They still give the prizes in and guineas, guineas, don't they? Yeah. But I think it's I think it's just like a pound and a bit basically. Yeah. And then, like you say, Brian Blessed there straight away. Harry, Ca- Harry Catapodis. Harry Catapodis. I'm Harry Catapodis. <laughs> he doesn't have the same. So, yeah, he's. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, we get gathered from the name. We're all saying we figured from his name he must be Greek. But, but the, it, accent... the accent was a little bit all over the shop, wasn't it? But I th- felt it had quite a nice because I thought, oh, is it Greek? And then I was like, hang on, is it Russian? But it also had that kind of transatlantic bit to it, which made him sound like yes. a very rich wheeler yes. dealer who just moved in those circles. But I think so he actually, is meant to be, Brian, isn't he? I'll let you off. Doesn't yes. he say that because he was meant to live in New York? He lives so in New York. He is meant yeah, to be. So he's got like he a yeah. meant to be Exactly, mm. a sort of man, I was going to say man of the world, a, 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 you know, yeah. a, a citizen and he did of the world. Of lots of business in, <laughs> oh, he just come back from Moscow. So that really threw me. I was like, he said Moscow, he must be Russian. Oh, he's Do you know what's really, in, really interesting about this though? When was it, when was it actually broadcast? What date? Ninety. Three. It would have been no. It would have been ninety. I think it was ninety one because the Soviet Union was in the process of yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah yeah. Do you know what? So this it was twenty fourth of March nineteen ninety one. The Soviet Union was just about in the process of collapsing because wow. it collapsed in nineteen ninety one. So when Terry wrote it. It, it must it was must have been very much still intact, yeah. and then it, it sort of unraveled in a matter of days, didn't it? The Soviet yeah. Union. I think a little bit later on. I think it was in June because it was in pole to pole. As he went as he went through each country, the country kind of fell apart behind him. <laughs> it was really odd. I mean it is alluded to, isn't it? Because they talk about the fact that like oh, all yeah. this kind of like art is coming out of Russia now because yes. it's kind of, you know, opening up. And there's a joke much later. Perestroika joke. About, the, about, about the yeah, aftershave called Perestroika and all this kind of thing. So like it's definitely yeah, so he's a sort of international wheeler dealer, antiquesy person, not really, you know... I mean, what what does he do, really? He's an antique dealer, I guess. He's a bit of a scam artist, really, But yes, he? But yeah. I suppose we don't know that at the start because he's just being kind to Cassandra. Yeah. And Cassandra's then, got a bit... She's a bit Jackie Anassis, isn't she? She had a brilliant outfit on. She did, but she did that look like Jackie Anassis. Um, flowy thing. And another thing. So yeah, so they're all there, and Harry tells um, Lovejoy about the oh, about the wonders of the Russian art market. So it's definitely like um, foregrounded mm. straight away. <laughs> and we learn what happened to Donald, Cassandra's husband. It, it's all a bit vague. He was whacked on the head by a horse, and then we find out that they're quite they're a horsey kind of family. Yeah. They've got stables, um, and that's what they kind of do. So that's where their wealth comes from, I guess. Well, there's a, they say later on, didn't his wealth wealth. It's, it is alluded to by 
catapodes when he's trying yeah. to bribe her uh, to, to blackmail oh, yeah, her. He his wealth came from basically <laughs> doping horses. Yeah, didn't yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an awful lot of little undertones and little subplots all through this, which I quite, which I quite like. There's also some really some references that date it in a brilliant way. That you, they talk about they they describe uh, somebody at some point is about as Dutch as Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Yeah, that's, yeah, yes. that's a that's a very dated. Right? A lot of Donald, people now wouldn't know who Dan Quayle. Was. Donald Trump gets a Donald yeah, Trump. Gets a, Donald Trump. She says Donald Trump tried to sleep with her. Yes, we are sniggered she, at that. She puts him in the same. Pe- <clears throat> she puts him in the same senses as Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger and, and Donald Trump. Yeah, she's like yeah. people say that um, I was sleeping with people like Mick, Mick Jagger, Jagger and, and Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, as if they're in the same category. <laughs> Which, but back then they were. I guess. Oh, they were just both kind of. Yeah, they were both. But Mick, uh, come on, I love Mick. Yeah, no? I would sleep with him though. Well, maybe, not now, maybe. <laughs> that made it sound like I sleep with Donald Trump. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> anyway. I've written now excellent scarf. Yes, I wrote about the scarf. Return so, of the scarf. Return of the scarf. The continuity. And he is... wears a scarf so well. I will say, when we went into this podcast, I did not understand your love of Ian McShane <clears throat> but as time's worn on he's so the way he dresses really appeals to me mm-hmm. he was great through this whole thing I suppose what I'm really saying is I like the um, wardrobe person yeah well yeah. done wardrobe person <laughs> it's not really Again, the, the consistency is lovely because he's worn scarves throughout and the first episode we really see him doing that I think is the one with Vial it's the actual yeah, yeah. isn't it when yeah. it's sort of and because we joke that oh Vial introduced him to this sort of maybe, fashion sense maybe, maybe Terry's writing it in Lovejoy in a scarf in a scarf yes. yeah. he must wear a scarf it's the only stage direction he must wear a scarf but he wore a, he had a couple of different scarves and they were lovely they were really nice oh, I'd like a man in a scarf why hasn't got any money he's spending it on expensive like Italian scarves, scarves. well yeah because then he tries to borrow Eric's credit card he does well there's a few things that happened before then so at this auction so he basically chatting to Cass we don't really know how they know each other but I guess I don't know. Mm. it's moving in the antique circles and she likes Lalique Oh, I love and Lily. She wants, yeah, I mean, it is beautiful. Lily is lovely. beautiful. Yeah. And so she wants more pieces for her Lalique collection. So she says, Lovejoy, I'll with you. If you happen to see anything about, yeah. just let me know. Lovejoy goes, Pretty woman, gonna go and find some Lalique. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious because, like, basically, he's like, Oh, there's not really much Lalique on the market. I'm going to search everywhere. Because <laughs> yeah. he basically fancies her. Yeah. And he wants to impress her and yeah. make her like him. And Jane's not around and he's got a short memory. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so then he's basically, yeah, and then actually, you're right, there isn't this bit, I think, where he tries to borrow Eric's credit card to yeah, buy to this, buy this Lily. Lily. Basically, this is where we find out that Eric still is not, not being, getting paid. Yeah. He was getting paid at some point. Yeah, but then because I think... Did it just all peter off? Because he was getting, in an early episode, he said he was getting paid, but actually he wasn't, because he was lending love to your money and then yeah. love was paying him with it. So he actually, he's not... And, he, and Tinker, doesn't Tinker make reference to, and his dad's still paying, paying him, yeah. Not only is... Eric not getting paid. Eric's dad is still paying Lovejoy, or t- so Tink says. It's pretty outrageous, really, isn't it? It is really. Um. So with anyway, without Eric's credit card, um, <laughs> Lovejoy goes down to London to try and get some Lalique for. So it goes to great lengths to oh, find Lalique. And this is right. Was he in Burlington Arcade? I don't know. I oh, it like was, one um, of those arcades. It looks like the Burlington Arcade. It was one of those posh streets. It wasn't just it? looked so nice, and I was like, oh, I live there. Not literally there. We don't live. We in, don't live. In Possibly, central London. No, we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, Simon, the Lalique dealer, who is oh, just... Oh, what a twat. Oh, oh, I thought he was so cool. <laughs> Did you? 
Wasn't he the one that he was a complete snob? He was yeah, he was an utter snob. I think he was. I liked his character. I I didn't. Oh no, no, didn't like him, but liked the way he was done. Oh, he was so believable. He was brilliant. He was like the whole shop was like this is. Well, I suppose Lovejoy moves in those circles, so he was fine to um to go in and kind of hold his own. But they're the kind of shops where I'm like, I know I can't go in there. It's not got price on it, therefore I can't afford I it. But that was what was so you have to cheesy. ask the price. You can't afford it. Yeah, I have to say, I don't, I don't like places because it is. Even if you've got loads of money, you might just think, oh, "I'm not paying that. It's not worth it." You know, mm. you might. Mm. Have, I, I find the the arrogance of like, I'm not going to put a price on that. It's just a yeah. Bit. But tick for diverse love joy because he was black and I wasn't expecting that at all. And I was like, "Is this going to be an important plot point?" No. It was just the man in the shop. Yeah. And what I love is Simon, which is kind of relevant, I suppose. Simon's like, he's loved to, he's like, oh, white trash oh, from yeah, the sticks. Oh, yeah, he did call him white trash. I forgot <laughs> about that. White trash from the sticks. Loved Coming it. up to London. Poor old Lovejoy was getting battered though, wasn't he? Called a peasant a couple of episodes ago by somebody. <laughs> I mean, that mullet doesn't really help. No, I mean, it, it doesn't. But, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its but cover. This is where they say we're living in times of roaring inflation. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Not like now. Oh, this is, this is prescient, yeah. But then, yeah. and then while he's in London, Lovejoy bumps into Harry. Yeah. Brian Blessed. And yeah. I was like, mm, this it felt like a setup, didn't it? But I didn't know if it was just a handy setup for the plot or whether literally Harry had set it up. But I don't think he but did. How does Harry know who exactly? Because Lovejoy just decided on the spur to go to London to find a leak for his, you know, fancy lady. So I think it was genuine Charles, but it seemed a bit unlikely there. It's like in London, I'm going to bump yeah. into you. Well, I don't know. I bump into people I've in London all the time. I've into people like Waterloo Bridge and stuff. It's like, utterly bizarre. Why is this happening? So Harry says, oh, come and have lunch with me and Mr. Tanaka. Tanaka? Mr. Tanaka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's this Japanese businessman who's there. Um, and so Lovejoy just goes, oh, yeah, right. I'll get in the car with you, who I've met once at a charity office. Well, would have said no, he's been invited to yeah. a posh lunch. And, he said, and also Harry says, Lovejoy is one of the best dealers in Europe. So he's kind of, you know, getting big yeah. time out of it. So maybe he thinks, oh, there's oh, there might some, be some business in it for me. Because yeah. I mean, he's being asked to go and value something, isn't he? By The, yeah. the Satsuma tea bowl. That was it. Yeah. That's not a bowl that you put Satsumas in. Interestingly, though, because we uh, thought this was going to be what the entire thing was about, mm. and it isn't really in the end. It's no, the... this is just the um, the sort of framework around the edge, I guess. Yeah, I like. That's this why I like this episode. Episode, this, yeah, almost better than the next one. Oh, I know. really? I know. I'm probably disagreeing with you guys here, but I like all the kind of like ins and outs and intrigue. It was very interesting. For me, the second one was a bit like. you knew what was going to happen like the whole episode was about one thing that they were trying to do yeah whereas this one was much more like oh is it this yeah it was very it was very clever it was taking us in certain directions and then changing tack and we were because because the so the premise is there's this bowl that oh so is it catapodis has this bowl He's trying to sell. Wasn't he trying to sell it to? He's Tanaka? trying to it, sell it to Tanaka on the basis it's that it's Emperor the one Hirohito's. that Hirohito drank out of. That's right. It's really and Hirohito, and then there's we we get a bit of a history lesson. Hirohito only just died a couple of years before. He died in eighty nine. Oh wow, Hirohito, and I don't know that from Michael Palin. It was, it was <laughs> that's just a fact in my head. I, I know that was from mentioned, Eric, wasn't it? Eric mentioned Eric's it. <laughs> yeah, he just died. Yeah, he, he died. Yeah, but good he, old Eric, keeping us abreast of the plot at every moment. <laughs> But yeah, because he drank it out of this tea bowl. Allegedly. Before the Americans made him say, actually, I'm not a god after all. Sorry, lads. 
Yeah. yeah. To the Japanese nation. So the bowl, although it's a very just like a simple tea bowl, it's worth... It amazed me that Hirohito could do that and the Japanese nation went, all right. Yeah. And then he carried on till 1989, having <laughs> lost a war and not been a god. Anyway. They were, See, they... I just don't know enough history at all. I just then presume that he just stopped being the emperor and somebody else did it. No, he was still the emperor. He was the emperor. Really? Yeah. Even though he had to go on telly and be all embarrassed. Yeah, well, it was MacArthur basically said... Uh, MacArthur, who had a son called Arthur, which I love. Arthur, Arthur MacArthur. MacArthur? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> the one thing I found out about General MacArthur when I was in the US and I went to his... Uh, his museum mm. in in Norfolk, Virginia, Arthur MacArthur. Arthur so what he what what he possessed in in kind of military skill, he lacked in originality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so well, I've written two million partners, yeah, two, two million, million dollars. dollars for this tea bowl. But again, it's the idea of sort of provenance and and certain antiques being worth so much because of what they stood for. So. Yeah. In and of itself, as a piece of art, it can be beautiful and exquisite and wonderfully made. But if it's got this story behind it, and you get that through Lovejoy again and again and again, where if something is related, you know, yeah. has something to do with Mary Queen of Scots, for yeah. example, is coming up. It's all- like Fred West Cardigan. Have you seen that experiment? Oh my God, that it's, sounds dark. It's where um, I can't. Fred West's cardigan. It's the Professor Richard somebody. That sounds like a really dodgy but he band. Made, he basically has this cardigan and he says to the audience, pass this around, have a look at it. And then halfway through them passing it around, he said, by the way, that belonged to Fred West. And people are like, oh! Yeah. Like throwing it down the ground. They don't want to touch it. They don't want to get rid of it. And he's like, it's literally just a cardigan. Like, it's just a cardigan. Why does it matter to you? But that's exactly yeah. it. The idea that these objects can be imbued somehow with... Yeah. The person who used them yeah. or the person who touched them. It's natural. So again, this is all impulse that we have to do that. So that you know, it's, this yeah. is almost like the Holy Grail. I yeah, guess, in, like, the, in that he was a deity. He wasn't, but they. Yeah. it was presumed to be a deity. And he took and he drank out of this bowl, and therefore, lips. instead of it being <laughs> as opposed to, his... <laughs> I just saw this image of him using a straw. Yeah, and um. When I was in um, when I was in Istanbul, we went to this museum where there were all these objects in sort of complete reverence, and one of them, the translation said Abraham Saucepan, and I love the <laughs> idea of it being Abraham Saucepan. Like on the next one, we were going to have like Moses's ironing board, or you know, I, I loved it, and, and people were looking at it with reverence, and we, we and Frank were going, "Don't laugh, don't laugh." Abraham I want a picture Saucepan. of that for. Uh, I want, yeah. So yeah, so basically, he's trying it. to flog this tea bowl to the Japanese. He's got, like you say, the documents to prove that it was... Because it, well, it was, isn't it, right? It's one of the Americans, because that's why he's got it. It's in America. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, one of the, the American, American, took American military took it with them. And then they've kept, like, documents of yeah. who's had it over the years, etc. It's a bit weird, but, like, Lovejoy's... He, Harry seems to have brought Lovejoy to have this drink with the Japanese guy to get him to photocopy the provenance documents. And then just sign it to say, this is a true copy of the original, which yeah. surely anyone could which have written Which anybody that. can like, do, but I guess... could have written it. Yeah, and Lovejoy makes a sneaky copy for himself, and then Harry bungs him some cash for doing that, and then he goes off and uses that cash to buy this Lalique bowl, overpriced Lalique bowl yeah. for Cass, because he loves her. I love the way he leaves the, the sort of drinks table by saying, I've got an appointment with my tailor. <laughs> really yeah, yeah. He's got like, his Levi's on or whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. So but yeah, that's, so that's he, kind of the start of the setup, then, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And so he's he's managed to get his hands on this beautiful bowl at this point, isn't it? Four hundred pounds. It's only worth about two hundred and fifty. But he's like so wants to please Cassie. He's he's not got his business head on at all. Yeah, and he gets back to the ranch, and Eric's like, 
Well, that's worth about, what, 250 quid? He's like, mm, maybe. Yeah, even Eric knows. Yeah. And so then, then he goes to see Cass, who's with her horse trainer, who's the price price is Irish. <laughs> and, yeah, we find out that that's how she and Donald, her husband, her you know, former late husband, met, is through, like, racing. So he went over to the States to buy a horse off her dad or something, and then... And the horse Love was really skittish. So she had to accompany the horse back to England and then they Aww. got in love. Which is a really it nice story. a very story. sweet story. It is, actually, yeah. And then he flogs her the bowl <laughs> for £375. Basically, lose Oh, yes, because he says, guess how much it is. And she's like, I don't know, 250 quid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone you knows. Can, oh, everyone knows. And bless him, his face sort of dropped a little bit at that point I thought that was lovely there were so many lovely touches like that in this episode yeah there were but then also because at that point as well she says something about two million pounds and if he's talking mentions about the tea bowl I think he, maybe he tells the story yeah. about oh I saw Harry and he's trying to um, sell this tea bowl and she's like oh two million pounds that can run my stables for two years I'm like oh you're loaded you live in a massive well, mansion. Because that's you have the... all these expensive objects. Just flog some of your antiques. Yeah. But isn't and this, you the, your this is the point that we very quickly, though, realise what's actually going on with Harry. Because she says, oh, come in and see this painting. Yeah, there's other amazing stuff that Harry saw set for me. And Lovejoy with his magic divvying is just like... Which he claims is a oh. canaletto. And it's a beautiful, again, a beautiful, yeah, beautiful. painting. And there's typical Venice with the bridges going... going Bloody down. Venice. Bloody Venice. Oh, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Some campanile in the. Uh, <laughs> it is a beautiful picture. Oh, it's a lovely campanile. But um, yeah. And then he says, "Let's let's climb just, my campanile let's just any day." Down to the nearest microscopy lab. Or X-ray. I put, how did Lovejoy wangle an X-ray of a painting? It's, it's it took me like... hours to get a bloody X-ray on my knee the other day. <laughs> and your knee's literally not working properly. And it says something like, oh, we're owed one down at the hospital. And I was like, for oh, what? What did you do? Hospital. It's not going to let you just... I was going to say, for also, X-ray a... Yeah, it, do they do favours as well? Do they do this sort of... I'm sure, didn't he go once before and get something... Sure, I did. Dodge, I'm probably shagging on the nerves. Once, once again, I've now managed to forget. Somebody on Twitter will be able to tell us. <laughs> Somebody will be able like, to tell oh, us. Somebody will be able to tell us on Twitter. They'll be, they'll be. <coughs> I, I seem to recall the hospital appearing in it before because he's gone in before when he had to have his when he had his oh, head when he got bashed, he got bashed on, the on the head and managed to look all you know sad. Um, yeah, she was wearing a very strong double denim at this point, by the way. Yes, I've noted. Do you guys have a double denim? Well, no, no. I don't think I could pull it off, but she looks awesome. I do sometimes. I've got a, a little denim jacket and me denim trousers. Are you denim, de- denim trousers? Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I can. Pull it as off. in jeans, as most of us would call them. Yeah. Me jeans. Well, I was about to say jeans then, I just Me jeans. <laughs> as in denim on the top and the bottom half. That's what I'm um, so he gets it x rayed, and it's a rice bag that a prisoner's painted on in somewhere. Oh, hell of a. Gosh, I mean, yeah. And he said he used to sell them for like extra rations. He used to sell them yeah, to the screws, you know. But I thought at this point it's interesting because, like, when he, when like Lovejoy reveals, oh, it's a fake, it's only worth about two grand, you paid 250 grand for it. She's, she's all goes like, oh no, this is terrible. Like, it almost seems fake. Mm. Like at that point, I was like, oh, hang on. Well, maybe that's she, I yeah. thought she was thought, in on it somehow. I thought she was in some it. kind of Because that shock was so fake. I thought, can she just... Because I know she can act. So I was a bit confused about why she was so like, Maybe they oh, just no. kept fluffing those lines and we saw like the 27th Yeah, maybe. Or something. That was a bit of an odd one. But... 
But this is where we start learning learn more stuff about forging again, isn't it? We've more about forging than forging we ever learned before. World. It was yeah. incredible. It was really cool. It was really cool because Harry's sold her all this stuff and it's all... It's all Dutch, fake. Yeah. And he's, he's told... There's he three goes things, through. aren't there, that they find that are fake. There's um, that painting and art deco something or other. And there's, there's like a medieval That's like wooden carving. Oh, yeah. carving. Where he says it's been done by a machine, but then they have hand kind of picked yeah. it to try and make it look like it's not been done by a machine. Mm. The intricacies... And it gets it's even so more so, I mean, I'm yeah. leaping ahead, but when they do the icon, you find out even more about forging and how it works, and, and the detail is brilliant. It's like we were talking about way, 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 way back about um, about pouring tea on things oh, and filling yeah. the edges. <laughs> in the, yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. That's how you make fake things. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. A bit so of tea, burn the edges. So they sort of just, so they decide just to, like, confront Harry, don't they? So Harry comes round... Oh, yeah, she's like, all and, a bit and she's and she's. It's like, funny. He just says, "Oh, it's a fair cop. I'll give you some money." Yeah. He can, oh, I've been fooled too. So I'll give you the money back. So it's like half a million altogether. For but this. but you've got to give me the stuff. You give me the stuff. Yeah. And she's like, "No, because then you'll then you're going to flog it. it you're going to flog it. Like, and gonna... then he's like, "Well, if I don't take it with me, you'll just sell it." Yeah. Which I mean, it's also a fair point, really. And I mean, but also, I mean, he's a businessman. I mean, I kind of didn't think it was that bad that he, that he wanted it back. He wants it back. Yeah. Except that he clearly knew. He claimed he didn't. He was like, oh dear, well I had my people go out and do it. I'm a, I'm as surprised I'm, as you are. I'm, a, I'm Brian Blessing. I'm a very innocent boy. Yeah. but I'm as surprised as you are. He didn't even say it like that. I just want to do my Brian Blessed voice. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, he's and that's such when a he, hero. And that's when he tries to blackmail Cass by saying, well... If you, you know, because then she, I think she says like, well, I'll just tell everyone that you're a fake and a scammer. Mm. And he's like, well, if you do that, I'll tell everyone that your husband was doping all the horses and that's how he won. Yeah, and she's like... So he basically what? he'll ruin her and he'll ruin the reputation. And yeah. It's, yeah, he's actually quite a nasty It's a conniving shit, But I think he? because he's so sort of genial and personable and just like a big, Brian big Blessed. guy... Maybe it's just because it's Brian Blessed and it's, I can't see past that. But, of course, didn't they then suss that actually he has done over the Japanese businessman as well? Yeah, and I can't and that's why. But that, But that's why, because when you combine the two, it's great, because Lovejoy, I'm, I'm sort of racing ahead here, but they end up setting up an elaborate plan to not even to catch him out, just to screw him over and give him a taste of his own yeah, medicine. Exactly. And, of course, he can get the Japanese businessmen involved because they have this honour. It's really playing on the honour thing. Mm. But really, Lovejoy wants to avenge the pretty lady. It's exactly. wonderful. It is so peak Lovejoy, isn't it? Do you see what I mean when I say this is peak Lovejoy? No, and there was oh. also a bit where Tinker was just cycling around and around. Oh, that was funny. Miriam like a little boy. And then, so, like, Eric was very mm. Eric... Like, he knew all the stuff, but was just being completely dismissed by everyone. Tinker was very Tinker, although he wasn't as drunk in this episode as I might have. And because you didn't actually see him drinking. Maybe he was just doing a bit of vodka from... Well, that's next thing he does, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. true. So the bowl, so they discover somehow, and I I can't remember either, but they discover that the bowl is not the bowl. The tea bowl, not the lily bowl. The the, the tea bowl, sorry, is not in fact the one that a guy who wasn't a god drank out of. Mm. And uh, obviously uh, he's furious and again it, it is kind of it touches on that thing of japan about honor and and trust and yeah not being embarrassed it, yeah absolutely and so the guy is furious 
blames Lovejoy. Says yes. you you valued it, and Lovejoy went, yeah, but this is the difference. This is a different one. This is. Yeah, and there's a bit where well, hang on, I've got confused because I well, I've forgotten about at some point there was a jumpsuit, and that obviously threw me out. <laughs> I feel like fashion is all, like most of M's notes are about fashion. <laughs> there was a jumpsuit and there was a Chicago Bears mug in Lovejoy's. There was. I love the Chicago Bears little mug. cottage that everyone thinks is awful. So because before the Japanese return, Lovejoy finds another Lilique object oh, of course to sell, he does. a little car mascot, which is a dragonfly. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Oh yeah, that, that is, is gorgeous. Really and he buys it again. He buys it for. Um, cast for like £1,300 that he doesn't have. That's when he tries to borrow Eric's credit card, actually, isn't it? Because uh, he knows yeah. it. He, but I, I can't remember where he gets the money from in the end. Anyway, oh, that's why he convinces he, Oh, he tries to get it on tick. On credit, because yeah. he's like, I'll sell it to her, and then I'll give you back the money. So yeah. he's got this dragonfly. And then as he's going away from the auction house, carrying the Lalique glass dragonfly in a Tesco, Tesco carry, carry bag. bag. Yeah, that was my oh, top yeah. bit. Anyone who can carry a Tesco carry bag with such panache. He gets, my he, gets, he gets accosted in the car park by the Japanese. Kidnapped, like, but not really, because he yeah. gets in very... It's, all re- so it's a very genial kidnapping, isn't it? Because they think he's Catapodis' man in Europe. Don't, and, and you can yeah. see why they would think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of Lovejoy being anyone's man anywhere. And they... It's my man in Lavenham. <laughs> it's my man. It's like, it's like the really odd sequel to Our Man in Havana, Our Man in Lavenham. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I did get a bit lost at that point, but basically, yeah, we find out that the T-Bowl... Was broken, so that the American did have the tea bowl, the the one there, like the original one. But they got broken by his, his baby. Yeah, his son just when they were little smashed it when he was small. So then, he although them, the tea bowl had existed and had belonged to General, it no longer existed because it was just in the bin or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So this one was like a, one. and it was a century later, which is how they'd realised because it wasn't oh, as old. Oh yes, sixteenth, mm. seventeenth century. They had the big argument. Sixteenth century. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um. But then Lovejoy explains, like you're saying, he says, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not Catapodis' man in Europe. Yep. So then they're like, right, let's shaft him. And, and they always... construct this fabulously elaborate plan. Well, they, they go into the bank where Mr. Tanaka works. This is where I thought I was going to be a really clever listener because I saw something that was so beautiful that I just decided it was going to be my antique of the week. It was gorgeous. It was a religious icon that was just just happened to be randomly on the wall as they were having yeah, all see, this discussion about... Yeah, nothing is random in Lovejoy. Nothing is random And of course it ends up being the be. major plot point of And it was brilliant. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. Um, and it was a very clever bit of um, the, way, the direction, I guess. So... Yeah, well done, that man. And that was the end of part one. It really drew my attention to this gorgeous thing. I've written Cassandra and Lovejoy convinced Mr. Snacker, oh, to use the icon that I've just mentioned as yeah. bait. Yes, and bait. They're, they're, to they're, lure they're, in. they're a little bit in doubt, aren't they? They're not so sure about doing this. He's well, very he, persuasive. And she's very persuasive. She flickers her, her eyelids mm. a lot. And it's well, it's this very, very expensive. Do you want to talk about your with your Icon knowledge, Polly, about oh, religious knowledge. icons. I used I used to have icon knowledge, and I was I had a book about icons, which um, I went and donated to the chaplaincy in my old place of work before I left. So I no longer have it. Otherwise, I would have gone and checked. The only all I know about icons um, is about different materials and different colours, and then different symbols they would use. So you could tell who it was, who who was on the icon. Mm. Um, so if it was a particular saint, because people couldn't necessarily read, so if it was a particular saint, they would be oh. holding a certain thing, or 
so the, there's there's all of that. I was going to say like the one with the bees, and then immediately forgot who the same with the, the bees is and what that is. I used to know, like, and I is like, that dentist? <coughs> I wanted to bone up on it. Uh, is the patient saint of dentists something to do with bees? Have I just completely I made have this no up? idea? The one I know, Saint <laughs> Anthony is the one that I always know. Patient saint of lost things. lost things I because I am always losing things. Um, I now have the excuse that I'm dyspraxic, but anyway, I'm always losing things, and it was always oh pray to Saint Anthony. Yeah, just us. Ask him, yeah, uh, Saint Anthony, and, <coughs> and I would be so annoyed if I was Saint Anthony. Just oh, for just fucking look, just just don't leave things lying around because he must be just anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like it's like exactly like an icon nowadays, isn't it? Like an icon on the computer screen. It's like a little picture to show you what something yeah. means without using words. She's good, isn't she? Yeah, she's good. Oh, of That's course. probably why they're called icons. Yes, probably is why they're called. Dog. <gasps> <laughs> Well, we well, have a linguistic point for the, this week as well <laughs> about the etymology of the word icon or the use of the word icon. Um, no, I was very excited to have um, icons in here. It and, was uh, gorgeous as well. It the was beautiful. Like the gilt and the beautiful icon. And um, we'll put a picture up. So the thing we'll put a picture up. The, the thing that they basically decided to do, which is a classic, and now of course we know why because Terry has said that. He he actually saw the exact thing being done. Obviously, not yeah. in quite such an elaborate way, presumably, and for such uh, such <laughs> means such nefarious ends. nefarious ends indeed. Um, but they basically decide right. We're going to simple plot really. We're going to have two icons. Sorry, Helen. I'm saying we're now moving into part two in case anyone is watching along with us. Moving into part two, the Black Virgin of Vladimir, <laughs> which had some brilliant characters in. I mean, this then turned into a proper. Oh, this, was, this was I great, laughed. Wasn't it? I loved this episode so much. I really, really, really. really Really did. Um, Lovejoy says shit. Lovejoy says shit. I know you could say shit by the nineties, obviously. He hasn't said that up until this point. Now, and he said it, it in a, he said it in an ever so slightly racist way. I not shit Sherlock. He did. Oh, I wrote yes. that down. Well, we I could totally about. see in Lovejoy the character doing that though. I could totally see yeah. see Lovejoy doing that. But also, I was the, just surprised that they used the word shit. But the guy. Guy was a bit annoying as well, wasn't he? The sort of the sort of um, oh, Mr. Oh, henchman, Mickey Watanabe, Watanabe, yeah, the, the Mickey the henchman. Yeah, it, well, he was just like, I'm not going to let this icon out of my sight. I think he, well, he was tasked with doing that, by of Mr. course, Tanaka, and, and was a bit scared of Mr. Tanaka, right? But um, what be. what Lovejoy does is so right in the beginning of this episode, there's champagne as there always is, and he sort of turns Harry's trick back around on him because he's going to create the written provenance oh, about yeah. this icon to explain how it's got out of Russia, that it was being cared for by I mean, one of the old is families. Sweet, isn't it? It is beautiful. So he kind done. of forges that. Oh, I've then I've written, everyone's a bit worried Lovejoy will get killed. <laughs> which I mean, I mean, he's messing how with... Many, how many bullets and, and messing with poison darts and the Russians? I mean, that's is he diced already? That's one of the things I didn't really understand. It's like, it's a very huge risk because this guy, Katapolis, has obviously got loads of money Loads of connections to lots of Probably criminality. He does seem, you know, and, and they just decide to shaft him as in their words. And I mean, as we'll see him. in the end, like, and also make it really clear that they've shafted him to his face. Which yes, is hilarious. That was shocking. And we'll they come don't, on to that. They oh, don't. it was amazing and <laughs> it was, sweet. And be- it was, I applauded. It was, um, I applauded. It was bothered, like, that he, because he could easily just. He could screw he, their lives. Yeah. Either kill them or screw their lives up. Definitely he could, screw their he could, he could reveal about the doping of the horses or whatever. You know, I was like, why are they doing this? So they've got to get someone else in on their plot to make it realistic. And this is where we meet Mordecai Froebel. Mordecai, oh, oh Bert, 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 
back. Bertie's back. It's a callback. Well, we Bert, assume it's a callback to the it's actual the same guy. Yeah, Froebel. It's not the same guy, but Froebel oh. is the same. Froebel is the surname. name. He calls himself Mordecai. But they're op- I, this is what I would like to know is is Mordecai a little nod to the Mordecai novels? Have you read those? They're like no. kind of Lovejoy and steroids. So he's in, uh, like a. <laughs> He's like a Mordecai is a, a well, Terry will tell us. Called... Terry, you can tell oh, us why he chose the name. I didn't Terry. think of that. Um, but they're by a guy who I looked up today and now completely forgotten what his name is. It's Kirill something Bonifiglia. I read them in like 2005, so I can't really remember them very well. But yeah, that guy's like an art dealer who is constantly getting caught up in scams and it having to run away from the police. So when I when he said Mordecai, I was like. <gasps> That's so Mordecai is also basically the most Jewish name this guy could (laughs) think of because this guy, it's like this guy has thought, oh, because I think it's going to do my reputation good, I will pretend to be Jewish, but I pretend to be Jewish on the basis of having watched Fiddler on the Roof or whatever. So he calls himself Mordecai, which is which is from the Book of Esther. Oh, I don't know. It's in the Book of Esther. It's in the the Bible. Yeah, I think it's in the Book of Esther. But when we first meet him... Our vicars can tell us. Yes, we'll ask our vicars. Because just going back to the point about, like, what it's very risky to do this to try and shaft Harry, like, and Lovejoy's response to that is, oh, it's fine because... I won't be doing it. It'll be my friend Mordecai. I found the Mordecai stuff much funnier than the first time that we met him. The first time that we met him, it was a bit like... it, it, it just awkward and uncomfortable. Oh, this, you mean in the other episode? In the other episode. Is it the yeah. same guy it's, then? It's meant to be the same character. It's Froebel, isn't it? Oh, okay. So it's the same... I think it's the same oh, character. Oh, yeah, of course. I didn't even think of that. I didn't realise that I was just all. like, oh, well, that's a Jewish name, so let's just run with it. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think Suffolk is full of people pretending to be Jewish <laughs> and flogging <laughs> antiques. It's just the one guy... Unless it caught on. Well, yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense because then that... It it's Froebel. He says his Froebel. Why, um, Mordecai Froebel. <laughs> But anyway, we, what we haven't said before we because before they get to Mordecai is that what the plot is, the basic, the plan is that they're going to mm. make a copy of this icon, make like you say the fake provenance, and flog it to Harry, the fake one for only only three million pounds. So they're going to flog him this fake icon for three million pounds when it's actually worth ten million pounds, the real one. So they figure that this will shaft him out of three million pounds, and all they've got to do is make a fake icon. And I think they've caught they've snagged on quite a good thing for Harry because. Lovejoy knows that he's just come back from Russia and he's really got his eye on things coming out of Russia and he knows Absolutely. Like, that's what his, probably like, his because, interest is. Probably because he knows there's loads of the, yeah, the, the Soviet Union is in the process mm. of collapsing and, and uh, you know. So they go to see Mordecai talk about this scam, Cass and Lovejoy, and he's got a bacon sandwich on his <laughs> Yes. That's what I mean about Tight it being on the bacon it sandwich. Was I laughed so over the top. So I did. loud. Doesn't he make a comment about it as well? He, he just, he just some do, some don't. Yeah. <laughs> this is true though. My Ju- if you're just culturally Jewish, you're not my going to Jewish, care, are you? But also, if you're just culturally Jewish, you're not going to be saying oy vey every other <laughs> and stroke in your beard. It was so like you just want to go, mate, take the just, hat off just, and oh dear. Oh, it was so funny. So they explained the plan to him, and he seems well on board. But their main problem is because they want to do this scam on a boat. I'm not sure why it had to be on a we boat. We haven't been on a boat for ages. That's why. It's always <laughs> got to be on a boat. The no, last time we were on a boat was about two no, episodes ago. I think ago. it was because to, to the wedding. be as though the icon, had, had, this was the first time it had ever left Russia. So it hadn't been 
Uh, also, it's probably how these deals were done as well, I would have thought. And Dodger, like, come aboard and we'll... Because then it doesn't actually enter the country either. Yeah. It's just it yeah. stays yeah. aboard. So the main concern is how to get a Russian ship and they're like... And Lovejoy's saying to Mordecai, oh, isn't your brother-in-law a docker? Can't he get... Is he work, didn't you tell me he was really well connected? And he's like, oh, yeah, doesn't work down the docks anymore. And then Cass just steps in with like, oh, well... I know someone who owns a shipping company. This is why I thought she was a bit Jackie Anassis, I think, because she suddenly <laughs> knows a shipping magnate. Because he wants, he's tried to marry her a couple of times. Well, he's still trying to marry her. Yeah, which is always the best way to get people to do things for you, I find. Yeah. If they want to marry you, they'll probably do anything for you. Really. <laughs> yeah, including so, yeah. Um, telling you about an Armenian ship or whatever it was. So, so basically, she can sort the boat out. That's all good. And then, as they're leaving, like basically, they're chatting about Mordecai and... She's like, oh yes, your Jewish friend. And he's like, oh no, he's not Jewish. <laughs> he just he just thinks that people have respect for uniforms. A uniform? <laughs> it's really a uniform, is it? A bit like, well, of a little I also think if you're not Jewish, there are easier things you could dress up as than a Jew. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to dress up as someone you put a duck collar on if you want to be yeah. like, I mean, there's love Jewish dressed as a vicar. That's a damn sight easier than going, oh, I'll just dress. <laughs> I'll just grow my beard really, really long. I'll grow my beard really long, long get I a mean, big hat fair, and say, and he had that, he had that weird accent that was a kind of almost that New York Jewish yeah, that's thing, sort of, but not quite, you know, that Yiddishy, Yiddish, yeah, Yiddish. but with a twang. He was using lots of Yiddish words as well. I can't, other than Vistay, Oyve, Vistay. Vistay. Yeah, what else was What's it he Vistay? said? Do you understand? Because it's not like German, David, isn't yeah, it? it is, it is. Um, there was another Yiddish word he used. <laughs> I wish I'd been able to record there my was face. A, there was another. So I don't know. There was another Yiddish word he used, and I can't remember he what it was. He definitely said chutzpah at one he point. He used to say chutzpah. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he said something else that was quite a, like a like a full phrase, and I was like, "What's that?" Oh, too late, I didn't write that. Yeah. Oh, he called someone a mensch. No, that was it. Yeah. And he called somebody a mensch, and he kept, but he was really overdoing it. He wanted to go, okay, we get the Jewish thing, you know. Yeah, oh. it's it's watching him do it was that kind of watching it between your fingers and going, oh my god, how is this thought, guy? I I was getting really confused at this point because I hadn't grasped that Mordecai had come on board as sort of the business part of it. Because I was like, who's the forger? The forger's French, isn't he? What's happening? Oh, you get another French Marcel. guy, Marcel. Marcel. Marcel and they're was... really mean about his balding head. Oh, before we go to see Marcel, Lovejoy and Cass have a little bit of a heart to heart. Oh, they oh, yeah, do. Oh, I, they do. I kind of like it that they it's don't. They don't actually. Tender. Spoiler alert! They don't actually get it on. No, I quite like that. But again, he's being very respectful. Yeah, because she does miss her husband. She desperately misses her. Husband. And this was so sweet. Yeah, it was very real. Like it felt yeah. very real watching it, didn't it? She was very sad. But also... Would... And lonely, she said, didn't she? Oh, I'm a bit lonely. Yeah. She said, yeah. I said, I'm a bit lonely. Would you marry again, Lovejoy? And then he's just like, no. No, no. <laughs> that was a bit... <laughs> Absolutely not. But again, he's quite tender when he sort of says, oh, you know, because she says, what happens? And he said, oh, we were young. And we mistook... What is it he says? He we says mistook... we mistook um, being in love for wanting to get married. Oh, no. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah that was it. something that was like that. And that, that was that. really sad. Because they are two completely separate things. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So, because... Just to explain, so... Because um, Cass asked Lovejoy if he's been married. And then he says, yes, but not anymore. And then he explains. Because oh, we sad. mistook being in love for wanting to marry each other. That's pretty much oh. what he says. That's really sad. Uh, Ian McShane seemed to do that many times. <laughs> well, maybe that's why there was such truth to that maybe. piece of acting. Although then fell in love with yeah. Corinne Humble in and 1980 very... and that and was it. They've been married forever. 
I know, that is nice, isn't it? Really lovely, isn't it? Do you think we'll be married that long? I mean, not to each other. I just want to point out we're not married. we'll know each other that long. We will know each other that long. (laughs) I'm not married, so... Uh, Helen's got around it by not being married. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it, probably. Um, anyway, sorry, we went, we went on a yeah, bit of tangent. Yeah, like, then we'd see Marcel, who's, like, making the fake icon. This is where we learn loads about faking again. Yeah. And, um, and like you said, they are a bit mean about his comb-over. It's a terrible <laughs> comb-over. He brought well, it on himself. Marcel is doing, like, this really serious bit of important work for them, and they're just going, ha-ha, you're going for we got a comb-over. Yeah, we do learn a lot about, like, the faking process. And then, and then he tries to... Marcel, bless me, tries to like make off with the real one. With the oh, real yes. And he's like, oh, just leave it with me. <laughs> Why don't you just go off while I just finish touching up the last bits <laughs> of the copy? And Mickey's like, no. Oh, yeah, Mickey, Mickey. Lodger's like, I'm the most genius divvy in the whole of the land. Of course I know which one's which. Uh, but then Eric and Tinker sell off Joy's bed, I've written. Yes, that's exactly what I've written too. <laughs> this was the best quote. For me personally, this was the best quote of the entire two episodes I can't sleep on the floor it's the 90s not the 60s <laughs> like for me if like you know when there's like a mattress on the floor and candles and everything's just a bit like grubby I just thought it's so romantic she's like oh why don't you come and stay with me I've got eight bedrooms as you do as you do and he was like oh no I, I won't do that because like, if I come and stay with you exactly people just, there'll be rumours that something's going on she's like oh I don't care when, like, when my husband died there were loads of rumours about me and loads of men sleeping with everyone including Donald Trump Donald and, Trump Mick, and Jack. Mick Jack <laughs> probably not together <laughs> oh so oh. it was interesting though because like he invites she invites him to stay and he does eventually say yes right mm. and he loves it. Like he's well, he, he's like says to Erica Dinker, "Oh, thanks guys for selling my bed so I can go and stay with her." So he is interested in her. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's basically showing that he because remember he's been so chivalrous, I think. But well, but think of, well, I was thinking of it more in terms of you could look at it that way, or <laughs> you know, like in the past when he's like, you know, I'm just I just want fun. I just want oh, yeah. I don't want a serious mm. relationship. So when he says to her, "I don't want to get married again," no, but I but I'm really excited to come and stay with you in your house because I think something might happen, but I don't want anything serious. Mm. So it's kind of seeing that side of him a little mm, bit. I don't think of it like that. Yeah, sorry. That's how I thought of it. So then we get into the brilliant, uh, the kind of the second time that we get, we find out lots about faking. Oh, and when forgery. they're making the bags. When they're making the... the when they're making the bags, and then when they're also making the icon, because you said they're going to have to test whether it's real or not, and it, the intricacies. Of he said, right, they're going to be in uh, velvet bags, mm. and the velvet bags would have been kind of knocking around, so they're going to smell of. And he goes the detail, yeah, yeah. mouse wee, mouse wee. He yeah. says, doesn't he? Be- and and borscht and vodka and other Russian things, <laughs> other Russian things. Borscht, vodka, mouse wee. <laughs> the well-known Russian trio, the Russian triumvirate that is Borscht, and, vodka, and So they're and making mouse these wee. beautiful, like red velvet little bags, and he's spraying it with all this stuff. And, and she that's says, where there was a little bit of misogyny of the week. Oh my god, I can't she can still it. sing. Because he kind of says, Oh, can you sew to her? So I mean, he's. He's, oh, he's been in prison, he should be able yeah. to sew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the intricate 40s creating these spaces, he can do all these things with his hands. Oh, but no, can you sew? I, I, like, didn't, I didn't see that as misogynistic did, so much as just she say something like, I've got a sewing machine? He's, yeah. like, he's like, no, no. no. He's like, she's like, I have, <laughs> no by, I have to do it by hand. And she's, he says, yes, you can sew. So I was a bit like, oh, just because she's the woman, she has to sew the bags up. 
I think yeah. it was more that, oh, well, here's, here's a more generic skill that, you know, I'm doing the specialist. Oh. I don't know, but but yeah, it was... Yeah, it was she, she would slightly. say that as her boyfriend. So yeah, I'm just standing, standing up, defending, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, it, I, I love, because then she smells it and said, yes, it smells like, and I was, I was sitting there going, mouse wee. She said, oh, the inside of a church. I thought that was really, like... Wait, and also, that is something, if somebody had said to me... I can't really, I don't know how to put this into words. I didn't realise until that moment that the inside of a church has a specific smell. It really does. But it really, 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 really does. does. And I could, it was just the exact right phrase to make me go, but yes, I now know exactly what though, that bag smells yeah. like. The difference between, as well, a sort of a Catholic or an Orthodox church, where I, I'm guessing mm. the stuff that he was spraying was to kind of imply like old incense, incense that had gone mm. a bit sort of musty and whatever, because you wouldn't get that so much in Anglican church, certainly yeah. wouldn't get it in like a Methodist church or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it is that sort of musty, sweet... I've not been in enough Catholic churches uh, to be honest. Well, this this would have been orthodox. This would have been an yeah. orthodox, but Catholic churches have a similar sort of smell often, wasn't it? And and rich with the sort of I don't know frankincense or whatever, whatever yeah. it would be. I probably got it got the wrong one, but oh, I thought that was. But the the, the way they so thought about fun. it, and actually one of the first things Catapodius does when he gets them is when he gets it is smell the back mm. of it, smells the wood on the back to make sure that if this thing has really been sat in a church and people have... Oh, we went to um, Sophia and they have a lot of icons. Yeah. Huge, beautiful, beautiful Orthodox church yeah. in Sophia. And they have the icons and there's just candles lit all around them and incense burners all around them because people will then pray yeah. in front of these icons and light these candles. So they must smell. If you yeah, took one of those like icons out, they, they, they have got that wonderful like candle smell. They must do of burnt out candles for centuries. Because how old is this thing meant to be? Three, I mean, three centuries old? Really, yeah. No, more than that. 14th, more than that. Yeah. 14th, wasn't it? Yeah, so... But I thought that was brilliant. And then the, the, the piece de resistance, if you like, is the thing he does with the... Um, uh, the flakes oh, the paint, of paint. The flakes. And he has, you're right, 14th, because he says 14th century flakes of paint that he has in this bag. But yes, Lovejoy says, and he'll want to test the paint, so I'll sprinkle this over the fake one. But, but then, then when it actually comes down to him saying here's something for you to test, he just tips it out of the bag. The bag for, of the real one. Which I was surprised that Harry would like. So why did you put the fake? So why, Mr. Slacker can't tell the difference, can he? No, because they, they show it to him. But that's the bit that Terry was alluding to that mm. he did in real life. He then he says, right, the pick the right one, that one. No, brilliant, we've done a good and job. And then um, Mickey has a bit of a go at Lovejoy and says, oh, are you trying to trick us? And oh, yeah. then at that point, Lovejoy goes... Well, if that's what you think, I'm off the case. I'm like, okay, you're not no on case. a case. <laughs> there, is, there isn't a case. You're not a detective. That's not what's happening. And then we saw that very kind of cultural Japanese thing of Mr. Snacker then had a go at Oh, yeah, and then he bowed and it was, yeah, like, it was, it was all very awkward. I felt really sick. awkward and sorry for him. I was oh, like, oh, well, he, he was trying to do fault. the right thing. He yeah, was trying to say, look, I think this man's scamming you. Because they weren't really playing with the idea of which one was the real one. Because basically, oh, yeah. says which one's the real one and they say oh this one and he says right okay that's the one then that's the one that's we're going to use yeah, yeah. oh that's the one yeah, that's yeah. your one yeah that's you one keep that one you keep that one we'll use this one and he's like hang on a minute is that were yeah. we right and he's like well that was very cleverly he said done. that that was the one you know it was it was all a bit but then we bring in the the two dodgy did anyone else think of the Salisbury <laughs> the two guys who went to Salisbury and went yes it's a beautiful cathedral because I, all I could think of when we had them two dodgy was but that, they are mean 
those those wonderful interviews with the two. <laughs> that's another thing I was confused about. I think I'm just I'm the one that spends all my time being confused because I didn't really understand where they'd come from. They're just meant Mordecai to be because Mordecai says, "I know I can get you some Russians, basically, to like take part mm. in the scam." But they're not Russian, are they? I mean, they they're don't... Armenian. Is that in Russia? It was at the time. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. It, it was, it was in the Soviet are Union they? at the time. Because when, when yes, they they're go, like they, second generation, they sort of go like, aren't they? Oh, what? They're not... Yeah, they are the second generation. Oh, are they? Oh, I see what you mean. They've got their English. Are they like Essex yeah. wide boys who no. you said, just do a little bit of a roll of the arm? No, no, I think they were second generation. They were immigrants. They were second generation immigrants, So they didn't even... I thought, I thought they belonged I'm sure to they said that. Well, I thought they belonged to I the just get so confused. Because they were speaking Russian, because he speaks Russian. I think they were second... I'm sure oh. they were meant to be like second generation immigrants. I thought they actually immigrants. came with the boat, and I don't know why no, I thought No, no, they that. didn't. They got them out of some East End tavern or something, didn't they? They were brilliant. But they did just remind me of the guys... <laughs> The guys on that interview that they kept showing a few weeks back going, oh, we have just got to see the beautiful cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone know that no, they were, they were cathedral I very beautiful? They were meant to be. They were, they were meant to be kind of half Russian, I think. That was the idea. Or, or Armenian or whatever. I thought the Russians sounded made up. And if I hadn't have known that Harry probably speaks Well, it probably was, because the actors like... probably were. <laughs> <laughs> Dostvidania, they said at one point. That's a real Oh, they said Nyets quite a lot. I know that one. You know what I can say? My only, I'm sure this has been in the podcast before. My only line of Russian is, Oh, it means something really prosaic, doesn't it? Like, this is how we book a flight. No, it means... I heard Russian and English. I don't, speak, I don't speak Russian, do you speak English? Oh, what's the thing you can say in a different language that means I can... Oh, prenostazioni is the word meaning booking. In, oh, uh, Prenostazioni yes. is booking in Italian. Italian, that's it. I apoto taxidi. Something about a taxi. Is that Greek? It's Greek. What's that I'm, mean? I'm tired from the journey. She speaks every sodding language. <laughs> The only other thing I can say, I once got an upgrade in Riga for saying Esna Saputo la and they were like, and they spoke back to me, and I just went, no, no, really, and it just means I don't speak Latvian. Oh. But they were so happy with me for saying that I didn't speak Latvian and, and apologising. They gave me an upgrade. Well, this is all worth knowing, isn't it? I can't speak any. What I'm hoping. My no, son... can I? I can just say, I don't speak insert language here in about 15 <laughs> different languages. That's all I can do. And I can I can get Putin Poutine mixed up in French. <laughs> and my language skills are terrible. Well, this is where this is what I quite enjoyed about Harry now being taken to where the boat was. Um because he goes This well, is one hell of a place to come. It was just Southampton. <laughs> so, so then I I fully believed that he wasn't British and he oh, yeah. didn't understand like, What are we doing all the way hell down place here? To come? What the like, hell are we doing? It's just Southampton, Harry. <laughs> anyway. So, then we, so before we get to the boat, though, we have to get the boat, don't we? So we meet JP, who's Cass's friend, who wants to marry oh, her. He's got he's the boat. Very, you know, I mean, you've got to give him 10 out of 10 for trying. Bless him. Oh, yes. And what else had he been in? He had a very familiar face. Probably he's very dashing. He was very dashing. And he says, he says to Lovejoy, oh, why won't... Don't you think that Cash should let me make an honest woman of her? Mm. Lovejoy says, I thought she already was. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Nice one, Lovejoy. I thought that, that was, was a. Cool. Do you know what? I loved that. I was like, yeah, right on. That All the misogyny <laughs> in every episode has just gone because <laughs> of that one comment. I was like, that's it. You've, you've redeemed yourself. So Lovejoy calls Harry, who's in New York, basically to say, you know, I've got this icon. Do you want it? 
And obviously, Harry plays it cool on the phone, typical style. He's like, well, let me just say, I'll get back to you while simultaneously dialing the Getty Foundation. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to see if they want but this Lovejoy does that thing again that he did a few episodes back with the... The thing with the anal fins that I've forgotten what it was. Oh, the statue. He does that thing of really gambling, but he just knows when someone's going to bite. So he yeah, pushes it yeah. to the extent that nobody else would. You would go, don't fucking, he's going to go. And, and he knows. Yeah. He, he, he can read people, arguably, as well as he can read antiques to the extent that he goes, I'll, I'll do this. Which seems like a long shot to all of us, but I just know it's going to work. And, and it the, does. And then the phone rings, you know, a while later. Lovejoy's admiring his new diamond table, that's which he hates. Looking for. <laughs> and um, Eric goes to answer it, and Eric's like, where's the list, Lovejoy? Under the phone, under the phone, under the phone. And basically there's a list under the phone. <laughs> it says, I can read it, it says something like, Lovejoy is not into the following. It's like a list. <laughs> That's that's quite good. There's some lovely touches in this. It's hilarious. But anyway, it's Harry who suddenly has turned up in London. So clearly, but he pretends mm. he's like, oh, I'm just in London, you know. I just happened to be. I just hanging out yes. in London, and I just wondered if it was them. But that icon, any icon, yeah. So Mordecai and Lovejoy go to meet. Harry at his hotel. And this is really smart because this is where Lovejoy is basically playing it off like, I'm not sure, it seems a little bit But that's, this is what and I it just mean makes about... It so much more. That's what I meant yeah. about you are playing this so well because you're playing so close to the line and you are gambling so much that it's almost a double bluff. Well, it's mm, a double bluff. It but, but, bluff but, but, yeah. but as in the way he did it, I thought yeah, it was Yeah, really I thought that good. as well. It was fantastic. But it did remind me of the thing... Was it the episode with the Greenie where, where he went to the extent of they of they were saying, no, no, you, you're going to put them off. And he, he, they waited and the phone rung. What episode yeah. was that? That was no, that, that, that one, wasn't one, it? Yeah, it was that one. It was exactly the same sort of thing, wasn't it? it was he said, like, I know they're so going to ring brilliant. back and they did. Yeah, it was He that just one. knew just how much to say. Exactly, just oh, how far to push it. Oh, I don't think you should go for this. Oh, it all sounds a bit too good to be true. And then in the hotel, that's where, because Mordecai is the person who's representing the... Oh, yes. The, the Russians, Russians who've got yeah. the icon. Oh, Mordecai just pushes... And, again, um, he, he pushes shows him the, too far, doesn't he? He shows him the provenance papers that they've made up, basically, for this. That's another thing they forged. It's so delightfully sweet, isn't it? Because he's doing exactly <laughs> yeah. that. It's so and lovely. And I, I felt, by this point, like, my heart was going a bit fast. I was like, just... Just tell it Just to do go. it, yeah, just tell it and go. <laughs> and then they've got the document, that they've made a copy again of the provenance document, which says, you know, family mm. tree of where this icon's been from 1750 to 1950. And um, and so I was like, oh, where can we get this translated? And Lovejoy's like, just gets out the yellow pages and just goes, T for translators. And just goes, this one. Maybe this yeah. one. Why are you trusting him to do that? It was a bit... I mean, obviously, Harry does trust Lovejoy, but again, it was a risk. Yes, it was. Yeah. But it's all calculated risks. But, I mean, it's a bit of a gambler. Maybe it's why he doesn't have any money. Yeah, maybe maybe they only... What is wrong with me? I was going to say, maybe they only film the ones that come off well. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real programme. It's not a documentary. <laughs> then do we... Then do we um... Yeah, so they go, the, they go to this guy from the Yellow Pages... Who basically is Lovejoy's mate again yeah. to translate it to say, but these, I mean, presumably it does actually say. What oh, absolutely. It's meant to say as well. In, in but I guess, Cyrillic, isn't it? I guess they like, because yeah. it's Lovejoy's translator, he's going to go, oh, yes, it looks old or whatever as well. But yes, they find out that, yeah, basically this document is. And the translator is like, oh, this, this one's a bit hard to read. It's very ancient. <laughs> whatever he would say. You're like, come on, mate. And so and Lovejoy says, oh, okay, like, okay, let's go for it. Let's go and meet, because. 
you know, Lovejoy is now convinced yes. after pretending to not be convinced about the icon. Oh, so he's like, oh right, okay, then, fine. Yes. Let's just go and there's no harm in going to see it. Is there? Let's go and meet the Russians on the boat. So they go to meet the Russians on the boat, and brilliantly, because obviously Watanabe's got to be with the icon at all times. Oh time. yes, so he's so like hiding so in the cupboard. <laughs> I loved though. The, again, I mean that feels like a call back to mm. Tinker hiding in the cupboard. The other one that yeah. I liked, and again, I am stretching this way too far, but I feel I've got to do this every couple of episodes when they swap. Because I mean, obviously, I'm sort of stating the obvious. I yeah. guess they eventually swap them around. He looks at the right icon and um they make sure that he then leaves with the wrong one and as we know they're pretty much identical yeah. and um the way they manage to swap them is lovejoy says to him uh gone off a less they're just they're not gonna you know they, they, they don't on, care they, they, they these, need these to get away so. sailors they've got to go the boat's about to leave fine i'll give you whatever it is a million oh, oh, one, and one, and half, million. one and a half million and he says no it's this so the guy pretends to kind of, oh, I'm going to march out then, are you? You know, I'm going to march out with the icon, you're not having it. He walks out and then they just go, right, I'll have this one, you have that one. And he goes back in. There is a scene in episode one of series six mm. where they do exactly the same thing with a oh, painter or a very similar very thing with clever. a painting where he goes out and he stands on a balcony and somebody passes this other painting and he goes back in. And it just reminded me, I, I don't know if it's a callback, I've no idea, but... I, think I it, love, I love that they, it's the same, that he's still using three, four yeah. years later, that same thing of, there you go. This is where I don't get it, because obviously, yeah, they show him the real one initially, so that he'll be convinced, because it's the real one that's worth yeah. 10 million mm. pounds. You know, he's like, oh, I need proof. And then, so they, they decide to, like, test the paint. But this is the real one. Because this is the real one. Like a kind so of they're like identical. Just in case. Just so they're identical, because you're not necessarily going to get authentic paint stamped. You've got to make sure that you the two have the same kind of residue, oh, yeah. don't you? Because so, even though, so the paint samples themselves, it's important that they are 14th century, but yeah. therefore it's important you get the same samples on each one. Yeah, yeah. So okay. put them... So they get the samples off the real one anyway, because so it doesn't matter whether they're... They might not, one might not be flaking as much as the other, so they've got to put them on both to make sure, I'm, I'm guessing. I just didn't get that bit, I'm not going to labour it, because I <laughs> still don't understand it, but never mind. So he takes some samples from the real one, and they're like, right, you know, I'm not going to spend three million pounds or something if I can't know that it's real. So they go and take oh, yes, they the do, paint don't off they? to be tested. Off, yeah. And they, they turn it around really quickly, like in a day or something. Yeah. He basically goes, oh, because there's a lovely cynical comment from Lovejoy where he says, so basically you're saying it's old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because obviously the, the scientist is very, like, measured as scientist. He's like, well... Obviously I cannot confirm you know, or deny. Like, all of these pigments <laughs> are consistent. They would have existed yeah. in the 14th century, but obviously they still exist now. So they could be from now, but they there's nothing that's inconsistent with the 14th century. Right sure. So you're saying it's old, yes, definitely old. Yeah. yeah. So basically they're like, right, okay, we're gonna buy it. So he's got and it's all a bit confusing, so he's paying like I guess it's three million pounds and who has that lying around. So some of it's in gold. Some of it's in gold, yeah. some of it's some of it's in cash, some of it's in bankers' drafts. But they go back with all the stuff. And then yeah, they shoot they get the icon out again. Again, it's the real one. Because, like you say, the day before he's made a little cross on the back. Yeah. With his thumbnail. That made me so stressed out. It did. I was because like, oh, by this shit. point, I had no idea which one was real. No, which I didn't. One. And that's the, but that's the idea, I think. That we're meant to be as, you know, as in the dark <laughs> as they are. Oh, no. I was so, by this point, I was so inside of the episode and forgetting yeah. that it wasn't real. But that's why it's such like, a oh good episode. Oh, my God, episode. they're going to get killed. That's why it's such a good episode. It was good. And you, but you could see they were doing the same thing. And you wonder if they're, they were all like, have we got the have we got the right one? Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was brilliant. Oh yeah, before they then go out and they do this elaborate thing. And yeah. They so that, oh, and then 
maybe it's not this bit, but at some point, um, Harry says, oh, sugar. <laughs> it really made me laugh. That's my favourite bit. So, yeah, that's when, like you say, Lovejoy advises him to offer one and a half million instead of the three million. And then, yeah, the the, the Russians and Mordecai get very, very cross and storm out and then swap the icons, bring the fake one back in and say, OK, fine, the boat is leaving now. In two minutes, three million pounds or nothing. And he's like, OK, fine. He gives him Frank Strauss and bags full of... And, uh, yeah, Case is full of money. Tinked, of course, because he's got <laughs> yes, he What I love, though, this entire thing has been done for that one facial expression, that one, mm. s- that one second where they go, you fucker, we yeah. have got you. Yeah, because he drives past in her Range Rover. Yeah, so... Well, but before... <laughs> Sorry, Helen's going, you forgot the bit. Didn't we say on the blurb about... Hel- about... If, if it wasn't Helen, we wouldn't... Helen going, <laughs> you forgot the on. bit where, dot, dot, dot. Well, I mean, okay, before that they revealed him that he's been scammed, the Mordecai and the Russian slash... Not, yeah, we don't know where they're from. Try and run off. Oh yeah, that was a wonderful little and they open the suitcase on that really windy dock. You're like, oh, you dickheads! Just close it and go. I think it was the gold, to be fair. Oh, is it was gold? That's all right. Maybe you're right. It I think you are right. I was right. Don't open that suitcase on the windy dock. But thinking about it, I'd forgotten there was gold in it and not cash. Yeah. <laughs> but, so um, but they managed to intercept them and get the gold back. It's not very well. They're intercepting them, aren't they? Intercepting them when wow. they see Harry. So it happens at the same time. They're yeah. trying. They're running so off trying to get the money back. Harry's gone off with the forgery. He doesn't know that. He, he's he gets it out of the little bag. He's looking at it. He's and he's it in the back, in the, of, in his the back car, of his His roller, presumably. Meanwhile, Mordecai and the two lads who technically are on Lovejoy's side leg it with all the cash. So down the like, Thames. We'll cut, we'll cut, in we'll a, in a little motorboat down the Thames. Like a little dinghy. It's like so a cute. really, really crap James Bond. And, um, <laughs> as they pootle off down the Thames. So it's Lovejoy and... Cassandra are racing Not the to Thames, get is to it? the, the where, where are they? They're in Southampton. Oh, well, so, so they're racing Solent. to Solent. That's the one. Yeah. So as they're racing in their Range Rover to cut off the boat and recover the cash, Harry drives past, staring lovingly at the icon that he's just purchased, and she literally. Oh no, it's Mister Tanaka. He literally. Is it, oh yeah. He lifts it up points in it, she, she, it she's in she's the Range Rover she and Mr Sanaka are in the Range Rover he holds up one thing and she holds up something else I can't think of and they basically go you fucked us both over ha, now, ha, ha, now ha, we're ha. even and it was all done for that which I love we've talked about this in other episodes he throws but it down doesn't he this oh, idea of like, just desserts so risky that they would reveal that because yeah. surely he's just going to be after yeah, I wouldn't. But want is to be he, or is he going to admit again that he is? It, there was a, again a few episodes ago, or we've had it a couple of times, where you know that the person isn't going to go after them because they don't want to admit that they've made that mistake. They don't yeah. want to admit that they have been duped. But I mean, they'd have to admit it because they have, and everyone knows they have. But but do you know, could, I mean, he could, could like I suppose because I'm just thinking like this is quite serious. Like he could get. He could decide to kill. He could get the, his heavies like, on them. Or he could just say. But how many times has he done it? That is, he's having a taste of his own medicine though, because like he said, well, maybe he thinks. Oh well, I'll just tell them all that your husband had doped all these people. Well, fine, but now the boots on the other foot. Just see what yeah, and we'll tell you. We'll tell people about what you. can he do? What can yeah. he do? It did seem kill very, him. very scary to me though, because and it's partly because Brian Bless is just quite scary. I wouldn't want him to be you could shout me. them to death. He might it? shout at me and I wouldn't shout them I wouldn't to like death. It. See, this is what I wrote. They they intercept the boats. This is the Russians and Mordecai with the gold. They are fake Russians 
EastEnders who just know yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think you're I think right. They were, I think they were meant to be half Russian. I'm sure they oh, were. Okay, but they might not have been. As somebody on Twitter all correct us. There was lots of uh, really good use of a theme tune. Oh, I put that down. It was that again. <laughs> Today, she's dancing to make up for it this time. Yeah, I'm dancing. It's got that really... That yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a very satisfying ending. I know that it, technically it might have got them killed, but it also was incredibly oh, it was great. It was beautiful. Satisfying. It was. And for the end of a series, because it did tie together themes we've had the all the way through. Way through. I would love to know, though, how much... We've said this before, how much the writers talk to each other or mm. how much research is into each other's episode because yeah. this one's written by Terry Hodgkinson there's other episodes written by other people they feed in it reminds me of what's with the what was the one with the anal fins is it just desserts I think that was yeah. just desserts uh, uh, that had very similar themes of these arseholes uh, yeah who behaved terribly being duped got out some, got their comeuppance yeah. Actually, nobody was really harmed, but but screw them. You know, it was really... I th- and it was funny. And it was... I love this episode so much. I like I liked the ending with these two sort of... These lads, whether they were East End oh, yeah. or I mean, you know, whoever, they, wherever they were from. We've got to have the dodgy and, um, East Enders. Come on. And uh, uh, Mordecai oh, right, and And they sort of catch them and confront them and they're like... Oh, well, it's a fair cop. And yeah. it just looks like they're all just going to go down the pub. Like, yeah, he does, because he says, oh, like, Mordecai, oh, you, he says to Mordecai, on. oh, you had us worried there. And Mordecai kind of goes, oi. They all go after them. Probably to drink champagne, probably. Incredibly satisfying ending. But I think that thing about the continuity, I think, I mean, perhaps Terry can tell us more because I'm not an expert in television production. I think that there are people like script editors and things whose job it oh, is. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure to there like are. make sure that they but all match up. It was done like well. That. It was done so well. And I suppose in things like this, like in Midsummer Murders, oh no, I suppose it does run through in Midsummer Murders, doesn't it? There is sort of character arcs and character development, but then when you look at something like Doctors or Holby or whatever, oh, yeah. it's got to be a lot tight. Or EastEnders, yeah. it's got to be a lot tighter. And this, to me, isn't in that mold. It's in more of the mold yeah. of standalone each episode and yet it does it very well but yeah i haven't given you my random bit of trivia yet that what's your random bit of trivia your man who played um tanaka yeah uh who i don't know how you pronounce his name but is it mako m-a-k-o if it's japanese he and ian mcshane both had guest appearances in the west wing which is the other show i'm obsessed with do you think they've? Do you think they are friends? And like know. one of them oh. was in it, and then suggested oh, to the other was, one. You well, get so Ian McShane was in it first. Yeah, Ian McShane was in it first, playing uh, a character named after a Tom Lehrer song, uh, Nikolai Ivanovich. Okay, and then did he do a voice? Oh, we did a Russian accent. Oh, oh you've got to watch. It's worth watching. Oh, we did, did the Russian accent. <laughs> it was great. Oh, it, was it was good. Um, and then it was a much later series that the other chap was in, and I can't remember oh, the name of his character. He played a like a, a rival economist. We used to do a crossover with the West Wing podcast. Yeah. Where oh we say, listen, we've just done a whole episode about two of your guest stars. Yeah, but do you know what? So the West Wing podcast has something like <laughs> 200,000 people on their Twitter feed. Yeah, we've got 168. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I imagine uh, 
imagine they've been going for longer than us. I mean, yeah. they have. They've been yeah. going for about four years. Just a matter of time. They've been going about four years. Just a matter of time, listener. Yeah, but they, they, do, they do also have one of the actors in it. I mean, you know. Oh. Well, West Wing Weekly has 98,000 followers. <laughs> We've got 168. <laughs> Weekly, so we're not putting ourselves under that much pressure. No, this is true. Yeah, that's the only reason. So, what have we got? 169 now. He's just started following us. Anyway, carry on. It was somebody who went, 69's a funnier number. (laughs) We've learned more about forging. We've learned loads more. We've learned loads. The idea of the smells, and that's what I'll take away from this. I love the intricacy of going into, we're going to spray this with this bizarre mixture of very specific, Mm. even down to the mouse pee. I mean, that's the level of detail, a bit like the anal fins that you, know. <laughs> you really enjoy. I learned you want to sell a Russian icon, get a Jewish person to do it, because they won't be invested in the... Oh, yeah. oh he said just... that! He oh, said, hardly my kind of theology, didn't yeah, he? Said, he said, why, if it's, so, if it's so good, why don't you want to buy it, Mordecai? And he goes, well, yeah, hardly my kind of theology. theology. What? No. He never actually says he's Jewish. No, he doesn't, which is very clever. It's a bit like Lovejoy, right, and his name... On things. Yeah. It's like Mordecai. Wow! I never said it was... I never a... said I was Jewish. Oy vey. I learned that thing about Emperor Hirohito and the, and the godly bowl. The oh, godly actually, we bowl. learned a lot of history. I, I didn't know that at all. Is that bowl... We, is that a real story then that he supposedly drank out of this bowl? I think there's meant to be loads of things, aren't there? The I mean, way, I think it was... He that, was thought to be a god. He was so thought to be a I mean, that... But was, I didn't even know that part. I don't know about this specific bowl, but there are items that are meant to be touched by him that... Cool. Some uh, antique of the week. Well, originally I wanted the icon when I thought I was being really clever, and they just had that like in the background. But actually, at one point, Eric was holding some stuffed owls in a box. Oh, and we're I back, we're back to dodgy taxidermy. Yeah, I like I like stuffed it's owls. A bit of a theme. So I'm gonna have those. I'm gonna have the icon because I and I really like icons. I think there there's something very magical and and strange and peaceful and yeah, nice it was about beautiful. and it's not quite in my tradition but we don't really have icons mm, mm. we have a lot of dodgy plaster models of the virgin mary <laughs> yeah, we've learned about virgin mary we have, we mean, have got yeah we have we have the virgin mary in different poses <laughs> so i like a good icon it's it's better they might would have to be the um the Lalique dragonfly, oh, which, which I did, we didn't mention, actually got smashed by the Japanese. They stood on it or something. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was just in shards in a Tesco yeah. bag. And then he hands it to Eric and says, put that back together. <laughs> but they did. They paid him back for it, though, didn't they? They were very, again, yeah. it's the honourable thing. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yes, your money will be waiting I mean, for you. It I'd, like, I'd like it beautiful. before it was smashed, not after Eric glues it back together, please. Well, I don't know. He probably had his authentic glue, doesn't he? Yeah, Eric, he's Eric got goes and glue. buys his proper glue. He's an expert. He is, he's an expert. You would never know. Expert. Oh, okay, then I'll let Eric fix it for me. Um, should we do Mark? Can, are we going to do Mark's out of 10 for them as a whole? Yes, I think, I think it has to be seen as a whole. That's how we've talked about it, isn't it? Um, oh, I don't think I liked it as much as you two. So I, don't I loved it. So maybe I, I should it. start. I, I, I no, enjoyed dude. it, but I thought the second episode, I loved the first episode more. And as I say, the second episode was like, just what they were just trying to do one thing, which was scam him, and you knew what mm. they were going to do. There were no surprises in it, really. You knew what they were going to do. They told think, you at the beginning of the episode, we're going to make a copy, we're going to flog it in for three million. Do you know what? That's it. I think that's why I liked it because also it was such a simple idea, even though it was complex in the way that it was done. And I think that was the point that we're going to we're going to do something so textbook, 
and that's and, gonna and make and it even it, more painful this for this guy it, yeah. that it's gonna be so how the hell did I get caught out by that? I think it was brilliant. Well, that's a good point. As an, do you know what I mean? I think that was the point. I think it was deliberately Yeah. But I would say I'm gonna give it seven out of ten because I did enjoy it, but I didn't sort well, of I love it. It's a high school for it you. Is, it is a high school okay. for you. I am sort of, and I don't know because I've seen them all, you see, so I'm going to give it an 8.5 just because there's a couple in series three, one of which is Smoke Your Nose, because mm. it has in it, I think that's the episode that has in it the most beautiful scene in the entirety of Love Joy. Oh, I can't um, wait for this. And I one. love that. I love that. And there's some lovely things in series three, and then there's the final episode of series five. So I'm going to give it eight and a half. Because I probably can't give it more than that, but it was fab. <laughs> yeah, it's so hold fab. In. I love was it. Was it cold? Keep your powder dry. It was fab, and I'm very excited that we got an email from Terry about this episode because this is one of the episodes. Yeah, that I gives like. it like a secret plus but, twenty. Really, no, no, but this is one of the episodes I like the most. Yeah, out of all of the Lovejoy episodes, can you imagine? And, and it's just made it. I just, just yeah. Can you imagine if thirteen-year-old Polly was here? <sighs> Thirteen-year-old Polly would would have fainted. I yeah, think, just at this point. Uh, but, uh, I, even I got like a little bit overexcited. I, I was like, I'm not, I, but it is now such. I'm it is such a nice. This that would only have been more special if he'd sent us that email in the episode that comes up with the the dancing in the church, which will. Oh, oh well, well, maybe you'll get so another one. Who knows? Uh, um, I'm gonna give it an eight. I think I really enjoyed it, especially because I was really pushed for time and I knew I was going to have to watch two whole episodes where normally I would give myself one and so there was a bit of me going just need to get just need to get through it and get to the end and then when I actually sat down to watch it I was it didn't matter and I was like I can't believe I was like <laughs> getting stressed about having to watch two incredibly enjoyable episodes they were brilliant they were brilliant uh, it just goes to show like the modern world and how stressed you can get about things that aren't even stressful um i liked having the space in the first episode to allow the second episode to yes, run at the pace it did without feeling like what this has been squashed well, too we've small. had others the characters that have been. A bit, we've had yeah. others that were squashed too small like the judas pair was fab but it was squashed too tightly into yeah. 50 minutes or whatever that didn't work i think this was great i'm gonna I assume really this do. isn't based on a book is it or was it i don't know no 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 because no, the book be. ones are all adapted by in lafrenic ah, and, and yeah, we know yeah. terry's reason for the story because oh, he mentions course, about the icon the no no it's not based yeah. on a book yeah no, it was a great end to the second series. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. fantastic. And thank you again, Terry. And thank you to all our patrons. Thank you to all our followers on Twitter. We haven't said hello to Kim for ages. Hi, Kim. Hello, Kim. We haven't said hello to our new patron. Is uh, that Kevin? Kevin. Hello, Kevin. And um, we we love you all. We think you're brilliant. We never we never thought when we started doing this, as, as, <laughs> let's face it, as a drunken bet. <laughs> With ourselves. With ourselves. That that you guys would all be following along with us. And it's really awesome. So this is the end of series two. We might break for like a couple of weeks, but we'll let you know. Might have a week off. Yeah. Um, but we will see you soon. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 For series three, it's Polly's favourite series. Favourite series. Bye.
I learned what a Craig David cocktail is. Craig David? Because he's from Southampton. Is he? Represent, oh. yeah. I've got I've got some family I'm in so Southampton. I'm so confused how we got onto Craig David. <laughs> because... Craig... I mean, talking about Craig playing... David. Yeah. That All one. over your... That Craig David. <laughs> but, because um, we were talking about visiting foreign countries mm. and then Harry thinking Southampton was a strange and... Well, interesting place. You should try Blackpool. <laughs> Can you imagine he died? in Blackpool. <laughs> so what's a Craig David cocktail? A Craig David cocktail isn't even a cocktail at all. It's getting some pineapple juice and some tequila, but both just in a shot. And then you have a little tiny sip of the pineapple juice, hold it in your mouth, drink your tequila with it, and then you finish off with the pineapple juice. Why? Weird, isn't it? Is well, it does sound nice. Is that what Craig David likes to do? Well, nobody can find out. It's just on Urban Dictionary. I might cut all this out or put it in a blooper. But um, I was talking to my friend Jen from Southampton. And we were just... We were just... I said to her... She said, I'm from Southampton. I said, well, Harry Catapodis thinks it's the... I said, no way. She said, no, she didn't do that. But she is from Southampton. And then she was talking about Craig David being from Southampton. I said, can you explain about the cocktail? And she couldn't because she'd never heard of it. Craig David. 